Hello Yas thank you thank, thank you, you for accepting my invite and joining me on this very first episode on fractional ownership of uh, solar farm and this is a podcast that we are running on digitalization of utility and i'm very excited to have the first conversation with you mm. uh so us uh, to int- quickly introduce right so uh, yos is executive architect and a cto for blockchain and uh, he also is my mentor so this is a very special occasion for me to interview my mentor on on a very exciting topic of uh, fractional ownership of solar farms so you know before we before we get started right you so you know if we if we consider this entire solar industry as such right and how investments if you see between 2030 2050 how quickly investments are growing and the trends in which investments are going i went through a report from irena which is international renewable energy agency just to find out you know how this solar investment in solar is going to grow and what we see is 480 gigawatts uh, which is installed capacity as of 2018 and uh, the report says that solar capacity would grow to 18 times by 2050 which is around 8519 gigawatts that's that's a tremendous increase in it i think this investments that that we see going through you know solar and this particular concept that you have come up with which is a fractional ownership of a solar farm you know that sounds really exciting you know, especially when you think in terms of how uh it works so as an investor if i'm talking as an investor or if i'm talking as a as a onm um, operator right for this solar farm how would you explain this concept of uh, you know fractional ownership and how is it going to benefit them yes thank you for inviting me you know for the uh, to start off with um so and i think that that you're right uh, the uh, see all over the globe an increase investment in solar energy but that uh, has some ripple effects so there are people that are left out of the equation uh, people that live in multi dwelling apartments yeah in flat buildings people that live in housing that is uh, protected due to heritage yeah so uh, monuments mm-hmm. uh, and people that are in in heavy shading areas you know due to their nearby high rise building for instance so and more and more uh, we see uh, municipalities yeah wanting to offer those uh, citizens as well the opportunity to benefit from rooftop solar uh, and w- when i speak to uh, investors they say well we want to in- increase the rate of investments to keep up with the demand as you just uh, underpinned from your arena report and then a cycle usually is that a project developer finds a plot develops the property at out the solar farm and then goes into operation yeah to monetize uh, get all the offtake from the farm and what we see more and more that there are opportunities to um, uh, to get a second level around of investments you know and by uh, doing that way uh, in a fractional way uh, we have then more opportunity for smaller investors to uh, to participate as well which is in line with the uh, EU directive that uh, citizens should participate in all markets of the energy ecosystem so and our investor that I'm collaborating with in, in a non-profit foundation to tokens.org is is very eager to put this into the market and the first version is already available in Germany and the reason one of the reasons is to understand if this is a viable solution 
for Islamic banking. Yeah, so Islamic banking uh, want to stay away from interest rates. So and if you then uh, can replace that with investment in a solar farm, which generate offtake in in sense of uh, kilowatt hours and uh, certificates of origins or green certificates or RECs in the US, then then you invest in something that gives you revenue for 20, 30 years down the line. Yeah? So and, and as the Islamic world is a very huge part of the financial sector, it's very intriguing to see if that if that if that hypothesis turned out to be true or not. And so there are multiple applications in this fractional ownership, which makes it very interesting. Yeah. So and it it steps away a little bit from the current uh, mechanisms that you see, where you get a wafer for energy taxation if you invest in a solar farm in your in your same neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm. But. Um, uh, because we selected very uh, deliberately uh, the notion of a single solar farm, a solar panel. So, and that means that uh, you just purchase one panel out of a farm, yeah? and uh, with that purchase, there is also uh, a service that you that you will receive from the operator, and the operator takes care of the cleaning, uh, vegetation management, the fencing, the grid connection, uh, the joint infrastructure like uh, concentrators, inverters, and whatnot. And you own that property and you receive the benefit minus the cost that you pay for the service provider. Quite an interesting, right? So, uh, you know, as a small investor, if I have a small pot of money, I can go ahead and contact one investor and I can say that, okay, this section, I, I can pay this much amount of money, how much capacity from your solar farm you can allocate to me. And then I get located that section or that number of panels as per my investment, and I can consume that electricity as well. So how does, how does the technology work now? You know? Okay, uh, so, yeah, so first, so the proof of technology is working. We are scaling up as we speak to multiple uh, solar setups, very small uh, in, in the Netherlands and in Germany. And we are collaborating with a startup Sunify, which has, has created a unit, Unity chip. Um, so mm -hmm. the Unity chip is uh, available as a retrofit, so with a clamshell kind of application on your fly leaves of your solar panel. And it gives uh, a 30 second uh, data stream of the energy being generated by those panels, including the temperature, uh, the vibrations. So you have a very good understanding of what's going on your panel. The outset for Sunify is to have it embedded in each solar panel. Uh, so the next version of that product will be that you can retrofit it on your individual panel on a very interactive price point. So, and that sensor and IoT device works as a crypto anchor, as we tend to call it at IBM. So it gives you a trusted data feed from that individual panel or string if you want to do it on retrofit. And that feeds the data structures that we run on the blockchain and create tokens to associate that with ownership. Yeah, so in, in the initial phase of the project that we have uh, delivered earlier this summer, uh, you receive a wallet and in your wallet you hold a token and each token represents a solar panel. Yeah, so and oh, on next Monday, so that's very timely for this interview, that's October 3rd in 2020, we have a, a, a huge event to kick up the second phase to tokenize the offtake. Yeah, so then we're going to, in the next phase in the project, we will tokenize the kilowatt hours the guarantees of origin and all data monetization opportunities that we see in order to make sure that you can indeed route the energy from your own solar panel to your consumption place, wherever that might be. Yeah, so that's uh, in the next phase that we're preparing.
the, the ship that you are talking about or a solar anchor that you said right the anchor that that goes behind every panel so if i have a huge solar farm so I, do i have to put an anchor on behind every solar panel in that case and how does it start reading through all the data that that's collected on our solar panel so uh, when when you want to install it as a retrofit so we have mm-hmm. an already running farm we propose to have it uh, per concentrator yeah so usually a number of panels up to 10 are being daisy chained and those are being fed into a concentrator so those daisy chain panels can be retrofit using a clamshell application yeah mm-hmm. so it's a little little box that just uh, goes over the two wires you know and connects okay. make a connection and do all the monitoring and reporting yeah so uh, because it's it's for the retrofit not feasible financially to do a per panel setup yeah mm-hmm. so for the per, per panel setup we strive to have it embedded in the solar panel from the factory yeah So we certified okay. I believe certified is collaborating and engaging with solar panel manufacturers to have the chipset embedded. Yeah. Okay, okay. And that particular chipset now collects the data for every panel or uh, in a set of panel might be based on use case and then we collect that data. How do we make sure that the data that's securely collected and uh, what do we measure electricity, you know? that's get generated okay, so, and <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah so the sensor itself based on the unity chip records the power that are being produced by the panels either mm-hmm. in a string level or on a single panel level depending how much you install um each datagram that's being created every 30 seconds is stored in a merkle tree on the chipset Yeah, okay. so after it's recorded it cannot be changed yeah so and all those merkle trees are being then exchanged using an, an, a mesh network between all those sensors in the farm and at at certain points we have some gateways to collect all the data feeds and as each sensor has its own unique crypto key yeah we know exactly mm-hmm. which panel we are reading yeah So and as the uh, the mesh network based on on the bluetooth mesh network uh, is also ex- exposing their signal it can also be used to uh, have an early uh, beacon signal if you want to locate a single individual panel yeah so uh, that's also in the application of maintenance there are some some benefits there as well uh, and as the temperature is being monitored as well uh, you can then if you have a tracker so you can direct the solar panel according to the, the orientation of the sun you mm-hmm. can play with that in order to in, in influence the airflow underneath your solar farm yeah so okay. the temperature is a huge metric of your solar farm uh, production so your yield so if you can control it so that uh, the under panel airflows are increase to reduce the amount of uh, temperature of those panels or hotspots then it might even improve the uh, the yield of the whole farm so there are multiple applications so not only a fractional ownership but also for the operator and the OEM of the of those of those solar farms to uh, to get into this kind of applications Yeah certainly been I was consulting on couple of solar farm operations you know and activities uh, there are quite a use cases that I can think of when you monitor the data at the solar panel level specifically and how if you can measure 
output of single solar panel and if it's regrading, what's the decay rate of that particular panel and everything. But then the question comes in, how much cost effective it is to manage on a single solar panel level versus a traditional approach of the string array level and all those things. So from the top of my head, right, so I need to look up the detailed figures from Sunified because they did some business case analysis on different use cases. And they say that uh, you can you can improve the yield of your farm by 5%. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then you can do the math if it's worthwhile of the investment. Yeah. So, uh, And I think they are very aggressive. It all depends on the volume that they are able to produce and sell mm-hmm. yeah, to bring down the unit price of the sindering. Uh, yes. And currently, Sunify has a, a subsidiary that has attracted some investors and they're building out solar farms in Australia as we speak to prove mm-hmm. their own technology. Yeah, so uh, okay. they see they see there was a chicken and egg in the market, so uh, they are they are building their own solar farms as we speak. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. And, and once you have that data collected, right? And what we are talking about is that major blockchain platform which sits behind this uh, data. Right? We can tokenize the energy, and you talked about something called energy tokenization, the concept of energy tokenization behind it. What exactly it is, and do we register for those sort of tokens? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, electricity is a is a constant flow. Yeah, like water in in pipelines, right? So, uh, with electrons in in wire cables and wires. But the notion of uh, creating a concept of packaged energy. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a, that's a more a theoretical concept, is being proposed by a number of utilities throughout the world. Uh, to look at major issues that are that are need to be solved. So, and and the concept that I'm working with is that uh, if you if you look at uh, energy as as packages, then you can say, okay, if I can then tokenize it. So, if it's a package, you can identify it, you can then tag it, uh, and if you can tag it, you can say, okay, I can create a token out of it to represent that package, because we cannot tag the individual electrons. That's currently not possible. So usually when we are packaging it, uh, are we using some major, say for example, kilowatt or kilowatt hours to, to measure this? Yeah, that, that's, that, so then, then indeed. So then the first question is, how do you create a package? Is it energy volume based or is it time based or is it? And I think that you need to have multiple tokens. One mm-hmm. token is not sufficient. So because we have capacity in our energy system. And that's used in, in for the market, yeah. So uh, ex ante, as, as they call it, and there we need to only have power, kilowatts, yeah. So no time dimension there, and that's for supporting the capacity market. Yeah? So and capacities are being traded, right? So uh, in the US, there's a huge capacity market. In Europe, not so much, but there is capacity going on because you need to do some uh, forecasting, and forecasting is done on capacity. Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and you have your consumption. So that's uh, exposed, that's after the market, and then, you know, the duration. So you have 10 kilowatt hours, yeah? And both are in supply and demand, yeah? Generators have, have supply and, mm-hmm. and consumers have demand. Yeah? And then you can also say, okay, but not every energy generation site is equal. And so we have those racks in the US and, and guarantees of origin in Europe. So you can then color them, you know? So green for, for renewable, uh, gray for fossil fuel, uh, you can do orange if you don't care. Yeah, let's say I only go for the lowest price. I don't care how it's being generated. Then you have to follow for that. So, so that's a dimension that you can add there as well. Yeah. So all the aspects of our of our energy system can be represented in tokens. 
So, and then the concept is that tokens are being stored in wallets because that's the way mm-hmm. we designed the whole system. And wallets are associated with accounts. Okay. So, and then, and then you end up with a natural person or a legal entity owning an account, and the account has multiple wallets. So, for yourself, you have a wallet for your home. You have a wallet if you have a huge air conditioner for your air conditioner. You have mm-hmm. a wallet for your electrical vehicle. Yeah, and it's all associated with your account. And if you do then own solar panels outside of your property, yeah, so fractional in a farm, uh, then th- those uh, tokens will re- reside in, well, will eventually end up in your wallet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then and there you can then route the energy. You can program, yeah, where the energy is being generated and where it's consumed in your more complicated environment than currently mm-hmm. supported with your single grid connection and, and a meter on it. Yeah, yeah, and then the being blockchain, it all build the trust between your generation of what your token has done at your partial solar farm. If you consider our current example of a partial ownership of a plant, right, of a solar farm, whatever I have generated from there, I tokenize that in, that energy that's been generated, and it sits in my wallet as as a as a partial investor or partial owner of of that particular solar farm, and then I can use those tokens securely to trade for example renewable certificate or get some some exchange out of it isn't it yeah and you can even sell your futures of your energy yeah so you own by proving showing the token owning the token mm-hmm. you prove your ownership and you can say okay i will sell off the next five years of energy to whoever is interested so and that gives you and that gives you an instant gratification if you if you have an upfront payment, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are all kinds of new monetization models on the horizon, yeah, based on this base layered infrastructure. So and and collectively I call this programmable energy, and I see this as a next layer on top of the smart grid, because the smart grid only goes so far as implementing smart meters, having smart charging, but not having the intelligence of routes of routing the the energy from. And, and a single panel from behind a grid connection behind the smart meter to a vehicle mm-hmm. behind your home meter yeah and that's a granularity that we that we want to build uh, that's interesting but then is there is there a market for it or do we have to establish a market for this type of new energy programmable energy system because uh, we are in tra- still we are in traditional market isn't it we we still buy electricity and sell electricity in wholesale market we have bilateral agreements and everything there are there are already quite a number of markets right if i if i just look at my home country in the netherlands we have 700 energy collectives mm-hmm. and co- energy cooperatives i must say and within those cooperatives they trade energy yeah within okay. yeah. within the cooperative and if they have an excess of energy they trade it with the external party so there is already a market in there with preset pricing based on investments because there is no such thing for renewable energy as marginal pricing yeah because you have only the, the cost of capital which you know upfront mm-hmm. yeah and and then you can make a calculation of what's the cost of a kilowatt hour being generated yeah so um, trading opportunity is then a benefit for each well participant of the cooperative. Yeah. So and, then how- and work needs to be done to understand how those different markets will work and interact and interplay. So you're right. Yeah. How will the cost for that electricity be considered? Will it be aligned to your wholesale price or whether 
your token value yeah so you usually usually it's lower than than the traditional wholesale price you know especially with your international political tensions with the rise of energy prices i don't know how it's in your end of the world but here in europe it's uh, going to the roof yeah mm-hmm. so and and everyone that is participating in such an energy cooperative is on on the good side because they are having the prices that they invested in a couple of years back and and even so if you do now for instance private investment of uh, solar farms right the pay back period is less is around one year yeah for rooftop solar yeah mm-hmm. due to the uh, to the increased pricing so um, yeah so so and yeah very interesting and dynamic times to uh, to witness and to be in Yeah certainly and no no we are saying that this particular platform this end to end platform right from the solar anchors to the the blockchain platform everything at this point of time is in operational and you're still enhancing adding a couple of new features to it which stage this, this particular platform is at this point it's a proof of concept stage so uh, we just agreed to uh, work with uh, solar lab of uh, technical university delft mm-hmm. uh, um, to get their whole setup on to be tokenized so they can have then be a demonstrator for our project we are working with this in setup in the port of rotterdam to tokenize one of their farms that they have installed there as a demonstrator and uh, we are actively looking at a more commercial setup so and the platform is uh, now still running on a test network on ethereum um so it's it's not in production yet yeah so and the first application is only the wallet that holds your tokens that represent your solar panels Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. not a kilowatt hour offtake because that's that's something that uh, we're going to start off uh, well uh, next week. Okay, quite exciting time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and if you have interest to to join, uh, hop over to tutokens.org, and, mm-hmm. and and you can benefit, yeah, because this is not a single company endeavor, and it's what I'm uh, very enthusiastic about the approach of the foundation. It brings together. the financial institutions the investors but also legal ex uh, regulation academia to do some studies on economic models and ecosystems on multiple market systems so in and all those knowledge need to be brought together because we see uh, three major uh, roadblocks yeah in going forward so one is the interplay between the regulation uh, regulatory bodies for the finance market and the energy industry usually those are different regulatory bodies and they don't talk to each other in the way that they are synergizing to make this easy so mm-hmm. uh, so sometimes we experience an a blocker due to conflicting rules yeah because the, the the investment in the energy sector is well is within the energy regulation but if you take a token out of it it becomes fintech and fintech falls into the financial regulator and they have different requirements on how to go about it so that's that's one and the other one that is that uh, we lack understanding collectively is how to work with all those market mechanisms if you get a mesh of these central markets how is the interplay how is how to create a stable situation in the end uh mm-hmm. we lack standards right so um, there is no standard so uh, we are pushing our view on the uh, interworking alliance with the uh, GBBC to publish our token uh, token mm-hmm. definitions so everyone can have a look can challenge it can uh, pose improvements on it so uh, that's that's our mode of uh, of working right now yeah 
So you talked about this tokens.org. So that's the consortium that you're talking about, right? And that's yeah. where everyone is collectively working towards this. It's not one specific company's investment, but it's a, a group of experts coming together under one platform to deliver this uh, yeah, it's it's a coalition of the willing, as we tend to call it. So the mm-hmm. foundation has some subsidies from the Dutch government, from the European Parliament, that cover the costs yeah, for setting up roundtable events and, and so forth. But everyone is there on his own cost. So, and I'm the captain of the energy working group. There are mm-hmm. other working groups for different use cases, uh, like a digital notary for recording ownership of companies, like mm-hmm. an electronic bill of lading for uh, organizing the all the paperwork with international shipments uh, and so there are, and table coin projects so there are quite a number of projects running parallel so and, and what i like is uh, as i said before the 10 different entities and corporations and companies that are collectively work on this uh, on this topic yeah to mm-hmm. make it a success yeah and and everyone has the opportunity and the freedom to take it and to uh, find their own commercial uh, endeavors yeah based on on the collective lessons learned because everything what we do we publish so you can listen to all the different webinars and podcasts. Papers are available on the website. So it's an open environment. Yeah. Okay. So if someone is interested to join, you, know, you can go on tokens.org and then register there. Can someone from India or someone anywhere in the world, can they contribute to this project if they are willing? Yeah, the, yeah. So, so yeah. So you you can definitely contribute. So uh, we run a weekly uh, stand-up meeting. That's mm-hmm. currently Thursday morning, 10 a.m. European time. So mm-hmm. it's a stretch, I think, for India to be present there. Yeah, it's too early, perhaps. And the work that we do is published on the website. So, uh, and if we have more international participants, we make sure that our tooling will be opened up. So we use uh, Mural for our brainstorming and we are shifting to another tool due to licensing items. And we have an, a Kanban board for all the activities and, and moving forward. Uh, we're looking for uh, contributors to writing papers, to reviewing the work that we do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, and, and one of the uh, participants is BlockLab, which is an organization that builds the software. So if you are a software developer, you can either spin off your own instance. Yeah. So if some uh, some guys or girls in, in India wants to get a hand on it, take our uh, specification, start working on it uh, for yourself, or connect to blog, uh, BlockLab and see how you can contribute there. Yeah. So, uh, so there are quite a number of ways and, and we can make it work. Yeah. So uh, that's no problem. Oh, that's nice to know. Yeah, so it's really an amazing concept and looking forward to learn more about it. I know that you have a couple of YouTube videos that you have done on energy tokenization, on fractional ownership of uh, solar farm use case. I will definitely would like to put those in description for yeah. everyone to look at. Below, uh, yeah. <laughs> and also, today you, you have published your article on uh, programmable energy. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And there's a lot of, uh, of things that, uh, that are on the horizon. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so let, let's continue uh, another time to talk on, uh, on how programmable energy can be materialized. Yeah? Definitely. So on, on one, of, one of the ideas and support and proof points that we have. Yeah. So, uh, yes, certainly. Uh, so yes, it was nice talking to you and getting to know about the exciting platform that you are building using blockchain for solving classic 
problems in energy transition and uh, i'm hoping that we keep continuing on this and i would say thank you for your time and discussing this with us well, thank you nina for interviewing and being on your first episode i uh, hope your your channel will be uh, having a, a very strong future and a lot of followers yeah so until thank you next very time much. yeah yes thank you very much yeah. bye bye